Yep. We're live. I'll give a few minutes to let people come on here. So what's your guys' first poll this year? Uh, Bridgeport, Nebraska here. Bridgeport, Nebraska. There he is. Come on, Jim. We got him. Oh, buddy. Uh, we did it. Here. Jim, who said well, you can't see? You can't teach an old, an old dog new tricks. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, Jim. Jim, turn your phone sideways so it's long ways, parallel. There you go. Give it a second. It'll adjust. Okay. I lied. Don't okay, worry about it. <laughs> That's in his settings. I don't want to do that to him. Yeah, no. Just turn it Jim, back. Jim, go ahead and turn it back. Okay, boy, prop that guy up and get comfortable. All right, take it away. All right, well, uh, welcome to another another chat with Live Lissetto. We got a very, very special guest tonight by the name of Jim Puckett. And Jim, I, I'm going to start off by asking uh, your, how you got started and got involved in pulling many, many years ago. Well, a long time ago, back in the late 70s, I was working for Sandy Lumpelman at Bassett, Nebraska, and they bought a modified tractor with Alice Chalmers tin work on it. It had a little 454 in it, naturally aspirated. And that got me hooked. And so I uh, kind of, I went... Uh, Kind of got started that way, went with the with the Swansons different times. And then I uh, I found a 180 Alice Chalmers tractor over in uh, Iowa and bought it. But it, uh, it, and then I, I ended up selling it to Arnold Baker, and he sold it to a guy in Illinois. There was an article in the Puller magazine a couple, three years ago about it. Uh, but anyway, how I got started announcing is I, after I broke the tractor a couple times, the announcers got paid every time they went, and all I was doing was spending money. So I decided that if I just go in, and I was good at that, running my mouth, so and they was going to pay me. And that made more sense to me than... than uh, uh, working on a tractor every night after work, and and uh, so that's how I got started announcing. It you you got to tell Jason the name of the tractor because that that was one of my favorites. The tractor's name was the Bassett Hound. <laughs> and yeah, and that tractor that tractor went to Arnold Baker. Yeah, that tractor ended up Arnold Baker. He got it. It was in pieces. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, had brand new uh, two ply, thirty point five tires on it, never been cut, and uh, yeah, and uh, that's that's how that all deal all started, and uh, you know, then I started doing Nebraska shows, and uh, then uh, uh, the guy that used to run the state fair called me and asked me if I'd come and do the Nebraska state fair. I'm yeah, I'm not. I'm not uh, remembering his name. Yeah, and that kind of kind of got me recognized. And first thing you know, my phone rang, and, and I I did a few shows every year, and uh, then I got to 
doing, I done a show for Andy Main over in Iowa, or in Illinois, and uh, then I, I got on the on, on the NTPA board, the executive board. I served two terms there, and got a little recognition there. Let me tell you what, that was in the late 70s, early 80s. That was an education itself to be on that NTP because we we shut the door after the horses got out many many times. There's lots and lots of stories, but I've I've uh, I don't like to tell them because I'm I mean, it might involve somebody that that it, they nobody would want to know what happened. But oh, absolutely. Uh, there was uh, Andy Main was on the board, Lloyd Ludke. Uh, there was a guy. A guy from Georgia had an old Minneapolis Mulaney pulled. Oh, uh, Phil, Dave, Dave, Danny Fillingame. Danny Fillingame. Holy smokes. And then uh, yep. Dave Haley, was he was the president. Uh, then there was a guy from Pennsylvania on the board. There were some others. Gary Sporace, later the second year, my, served my second term. Gary Sporage was on the board with me, Ralph Banner, and uh, there was a that was a quite an experience. You, uh, I wouldn't uh, give a nickel do it again, but I wouldn't take a million dollars for the experience. You know, it was it was a great great experience, and uh, I met friends. I were friends to this day. These people, and then I uh, after that. Well, I went to work for Steiger Tractor and traveled Kansas and Colorado and part of Oklahoma. And my job got to interfere with my tractor pulling. And uh, so that's that's when I went off the board. I, I didn't serve my complete term. I just decided that uh, that my job was more important than uh, yeah. uh, than the NTPA. It was it was a tough decision to make, but I knew I, in order to, to uh, eat why I, I probably ought to stay with my job jim yeah. what what were some of the notable pulls that guys would remember like you did for ntpa well let me think uh ntpa i did the the uh show at uh Hildes, nebraska for quite right up until right up until they had the grand national and uh yeah. when they called me about the grand national i i, I told them that i wouldn't do it because yeah. I said, uh, we've got a great crowd. And I said, uh, you spend all this money and this is going to break you. You don't do not do this. But they, they did it anyway. And, uh, uh, yeah, that was, that was a tough decision, too, because I love those people down there and I like doing this show. But I just I didn't want to be a part of that, of them. Uh, and they did. It, it broke the Hildreth Lions Club. I don't know how they ever got out of it, but they did. Jason, just for your own information, though, that Hildreth pull would be like the current day Wisner, Nebraska. I mean, it, well, I've, thing was I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it, Greg, for sure. You can go back and watch. There's still videos uh, where it was filmed for ESPN in like 88 and 89. Pretty cool stuff. Um, and Jim, you were pretty instrumental in uh, the Nebraska truck and tractor. It was tractor pullers at that time. Um, yeah, the Nebraska tractor pullers, you know, uh, we had a, I don't know, it seemed like maybe I served a little term, one of the presidents or something like that. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, 
Lyle Nelson and uh, uh, Sivan Jurgens, uh, Jack Carey, uh, Dennis Monson. Uh, then there was a guy, and I just saw him last night at a meeting. Doug Nelson had a little 3010 John Deere with two turbochargers on it, four cylinder, and he was. He still has that tractor, by the way. It sits in the shed. Yes, he does. Uh, Jason, they actually took two rows of master pumps and hooked them together and teed lines because they. It, it was a different time. That was a tough little tractor. If you, uh, man, I, I, I'll tell you what. I should have prepared a little better, Jim. I've got a picture of Doug's tractor on my Facebook page. I should. I'm going to have to go <laughs> find that and get that to Jason. Uh, what I got? I do have. One, I do have one question off of what you mentioned. You talked about, uh, you know, when you were on the NTPA board about the <laughs> closing the barn doors after the horses are out. Was was that kind of a rules thing, or what? What were you, what were you meaning? Yeah, that was the rules. You know, we had to have a we had to have an accident or something to uh, in order to put a roll bar, for instance, a roll cage on, which I wasn't a part of that. But there yeah. was little things that happened that, uh, uh, you know. Uh, Boy, these guys, these guys back in the early 80s, you know, these tractors were wild and crazy, and and uh, they just sat on the, on the regular old seat, you know. A lot of them didn't have a seat belt on. Yeah, and, uh, they're actually somewhere in there, and I don't know why I'm thinking like 77 is when the steel flywheel rule come in or somewhere in that neighborhood. That's exactly right. When I, when I, uh, when I bought this little 180, it didn't yep. have a steel flywheel, and I had to put one on it. And I, I could put a new crower glide in it at the same time. Jason, isn't that just boring to think about that, that, you know, I mean, crazy. And then I know 79, the wide front ends come in. That was a pretty big change, too, because, man, there's be like double fronts all over the place. And, you know, Andy Bain running down the track with one wheel on his double front because he couldn't make weight with his old case. Yeah, it'd be oh, like yeah. sitting on a tractor today without a roll cage, Greg. Oh, uh, <laughs> there's Arlen Jensen. There's a whole group of stories there. <laughs> yeah, Arlen from Harlan. Arlen yeah. from Harlan, yep. Yeah, yeah, him and his mother traveled a lot of miles in the old Dodge pickup. There was another guy, oh, Arnold Dreesen, that yep. had a white. And uh, he he cut the sides out. He had a box on the back of his pickup, pulled a gooseneck trailer, but he cut the sides out. So when he made a turn, that the gooseneck would go and and could keep the top on because that's where the kids rode. <laughs> <laughs> There's that we had seen some, you know, that tractor ended up out west here by us, and they literally cut and trimmed the uh tires with chainsaws, and those things were just paper thin, and the whole transmission deck was made out of plywood. <laughs> Damn nice looking. You get you get close though, and it's like no way this was actually, but that was a tough customer back in the day. Well, I remember being on the board, and uh, I'm trying to think. There was a father and son out of Michigan had a tough running 806s, and we were we were going to add 200 pounds for safety. Now I can't remember if it was fenders or what it was, and they told us that that uh, they couldn't make the 9,000 pound class with by adding with those 806s they'd have to quit pulling if they added another 200 pounds cole cole's the guy's name 
Yeah, that had that had to be the wide front because I think they added. That's when they went to fifty-two seventy-two yeah. ninety-two. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that might have been. I just don't remember all. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, Jason, can we can we tell politically incorrect stories here? Yes. Mark, uh, it's, Mark, it's we can do whatever we want. Mark Ulmer told me a story about that white, and he said uh, Ed Ed Reeson was a dad, correct? Our little yes. son. They yep, said Ed Reeson right. was fast, and his famous bar bar trick or whatever was he would he would he would challenge people to a foot race. And I guess he was the fastest guy. And you know, here's a here's a guy in his fifties out there racing people at the bar. And I, I guess in the in the in the bar they had a uh, sign put up there for the white the white tractor. Okay, white tractor, Jason. And on it it said, "Go whitey, go." <laughs> I mean, so that's great, Mark Ulmer stuff. Uh, Another one, too, you know, you look at the legacy of people that are still going. You talked about Lyle Nelson. It's uh, darn cool to see that he's actually fourth generation or fourth generation later is, uh, yes, it still, is. still pulling. He's got great grandkids sitting on there. You know, he'd be he's smiling somewhere. I can tell you the Lyle Nelson story. I know a lot of them. This one I can tell. <laughs> Lyle Nelson was over in Wayne, Nebraska. And we had a guy that had a, he had a V8 tank engine. And they, there was a little propane tank, supposedly, under Lyle's feet. Well, it was actually, it was nitro. And they could open a valve and inject the nitro in it. And they, so they, they, Lyle started down the track, and he was really, really humming. And he reached down and opened that valve a little more, and it blew the hood and the head right off of that that 806. <laughs> Sounded like a bomb went off. Oh man, that <laughs> typical Lyle story was. was hey, uh, who, those are the good old days. Those are the good old yeah. days. Who who uh, who was the guy with the tank engine? Was that was that Dick? <sighs> Yeah, Dick, uh, what was his last name? Payne. Yeah, Dick Payne. Announcer's dream yeah. right there, Jason. Yeah, I would have I gotten a lot of trouble there, not going to lie. <laughs> but, yeah, he was one of our longtime Nebraska mod pullers. Yeah. And the, where, the, where, where, where was he from? He was from up by Grand Island, uh, okay. north of, north and west. And that was an F-30 frame. He never bothered to narrow it up, and so with the thirties with the thirties on, on the flatbed trailer, he stuck out about six inches on both sides, and he was the he was headed to uh, Louisville. He pulled in Louisville with that tractor, and it was in the middle of the night, and he pulled into the to the way station. They and the the guy told him. He said, "You know," he said, "Your your boomers." Must have let go and your chain got loose. He said, you're sticking out about on one side there. And, and Dick supposedly, I wasn't there, looked at it. And he said, oh, man, am I glad you told me that. He said, I could have lost that tractor. And the guy says, just pull it out, start it, and get it a little closer if you can. It was cold, they said. And he 
So he backed it up and rolled it ahead, and he was still sticking out just as far on the other side, and the guy let him go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, also, Greg, I remember your dad starting that M Farm all he had with a crank. You, you know, he did that at the Indy Super Bowl, even. Yes, he did. I was there. Do you know why? He, you know why he did it? No, I never did know. Because uh, he parked it for the the last of the season, right when the steel flywheel rule came out, and all he was able to get was like a uh, small block Chevy flywheel or something or Ford that was redrilled, and there was the ring gear was not even anywhere close. <laughs> His only option he, to pull that thing was put the crank on it, and that stupid tractor would start unbelievable. Two pumps on the four barrel, way she went. And that was. <laughs> But he had a steel flywheel. <laughs> hey, hey, man, he was legal. That's all that matters, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, different days. Yep, and I tell you what, there's another guy up, uh, Dwayne Fister, just mentioned in a comment, uh, Vernon Wood. Oh, yeah. I was in Hutchison, Kansas, and Vernon Wood hit that concrete wall at the fairgrounds. And he was he was humming when that happened. Uh, sparks just flew, and he just hit the brake and took off and went right out the end. Never lifted. Yeah, he okay. he was. A, he... <laughs> Did it, nobody just they just looked the other way like no big deal. Yeah, just it just running. like you know all them guys standing there like boy, you know. No way, man, the sparks. Happened. Yeah, just like that happens every day, you know, no big deal. Yeah. Those guys, they strapped them. When them guys set down those tractors, they, they only knew one thing. That was full speed ahead. Yes. Well, that was – there were several guys between a Jack Carey and uh, Lyle Nelson. They're both that way. I, I've seen Jack Carey take some rides that would scare me with a roll cage. Oh, yes. And you know, on the – it's just unbelievable some of the rides those guys took. Uh, what was it? David Sinks, another oh, yeah. kid with a tough run 180. Uh, left us too soon. Good yes, friend, but Dave, he he bent both rims up in Minnesota. He went up there to the – oh, there was a polar in southern Minnesota. He went up and got – he got sideways and crossways and bent both rims because – we had a pull in Bassett like the next night, and he showed up, but he, he couldn't pull because the rims was bent so bad. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you, that's, uh, you know, Jason, I told you the history is a, I mean, a, I won't say a pastime, it's a passion of mine. That's one tractor that I've been looking for. That tractor left out of Bridgeport here, got sold to a Don Krinsky in Minnesota. Okay. And the, la the last thing that we heard, and we I can't find, I mean, I just, I talked to Krinsky's son the other day in Oklahoma, and uh, that tractor went to Pennsylvania, and it wow. just dropped off. Just dropped off. You know, we can't. There's, there's. In '77, there was three tractors in Bridgeport here that uh, that all won their region and went to the Indy Super Bowl. Um, my dad's M was one of them, and uh, I was able to get that tractor bought back about five or six years ago. Uh, Stan Girdle's brand new, uh, well, he had a 966 and they tore up a new 986 
And uh, LD Nation told me that 986 is still pulling in Tennessee. I haven't figured out which one it is yet, but someday. Well, I, I think Jack Curry's 4010 or 4020 is in, uh, I think it's in Kentucky too, isn't it? It, it? it went to Kentucky. I don't know where it went from there. What and, about Vernon Woods 4010, one of the first ones in the five? It, did you, you said it went back to Illinois or Indiana? Yeah, I, it's, it went back. I think maybe it might have went to Kentucky. Jack Carey and, and, and Woody were really good friends. And I think through Jack, that that's how it got sold. But, and I think it had something to do with where Jack's tractor went. I'll be darned. Now, uh, Jason, he needs to answer this question here. He, we got yeah, a guy. Him, yeah, Jim Schwartzman asked, did you ever pull with Rusty Severe? Oh, <laughs> let me tell you a story about Rusty. <laughs> okay, we Jason, at, he hasn't read the comment either, but here we go. We yeah, were at, I believe it was Falls City, Jim Schaefer, the Finley Twins, and, the, oh, there was another tractor, an 806. I can't remember his name. But anyway, we didn't have any place to unload. Everybody pulled their tractors you know, hauled them on a flatbed grain trailer, grain truck. So there was no place to unload them. And they were storming around trying to figure out how they was going to get them off, and they all had hoists. But they would left the hoist and picked it up. Why, they'd be about two feet to the ground, you know, yet. And Rusty Severe said, Rusty said, I think I'll just drive mine off. And he, and the, uh, Family twins said, I bet you $100 you can't do that. And Rusty just took the bet and he crawled up and fastened the chains, backed it up to the bulkhead and idled it up and got it warmed up a little bit and throwed the throttle ahead and just drove right off of the man. That everything bounced and shook. And, and then he come by the Finley twins and he said, for $200, he said, I'll put it back on. <laughs> Oh, there's another guy checking in. You probably know a Doug Meisinger. Oh, Doug Meisinger, let me tell you, that tractor is a big secret. But they're finding out that people out in the West can build pulling tractors also. <laughs> this guy, yeah, he, you know, he won that pull last year back in what that championship pull. And then he ran all last summer and with the outlaws and never got beat. But let me tell you, I think the, all the tough guys are going to be there that championship pull, see how tough he really is. And I, knowing, knowing what's going on at the My Singer shop, I'm thinking he's going to be pretty tough. You can't be undefeated for, for forever, but uh, I wish him all the luck in the world. No, knowing, knowing Doug, it's probably still in pieces, right, Jason? He'll get it together here in a few days. Because that, that pull's coming. Is that – no, you got, the you got, 19th and 20th. You got two. Oh, heck, there's probably more than the engine apart then. Oh, that's yeah. it's probably that tractor's probably still sitting in the shed. <laughs> His wife's going to tell him, she said, Hey, you know, you got to pull in two weeks. Maybe you ought to do something about it. You know, and <laughs> now actually, I believe that the, he's been working on the tractor in the shop and uh, it's uh, he'll be ready to go. Tough running Moline. 
Yes. I love that Moline tin work. I really do. And uh, now, Tim, yeah, you said, uh, did you spend quite a bit of time down in that area with the Steiger? With the Steiger. Company? Yeah, I actually I did. Uh, I uh, I had to leave Kansas because of my beliefs. I got to believe I didn't leave. Somebody's going to hurt me. So, <laughs> but no, I lived. I actually lived in Goodland, Kansas, for oh, uh, oh really, a few years. And uh, uh, I was uh, I I started out in Garden City, and then I moved to Hutchinson. And then I went to Oklahoma, and then from Oklahoma to uh, Goodland, Kansas. Yeah, and uh, then. That when Steiger tractor sold out, why well, I was without a job, and uh, they uh, they took kind of took care of us guys. But anyway, yeah. why well, I, uh, I came home where my born and raised went to high school, and helped open up a Case IH dealership here in Atkinson, and uh, spent my last eleven years of my career in the farm equipment business right here at home, and just stayed here. So you, you were you you were down there probably when Walt, Walt Rohr was still running the old Rohr and Red. Well, no, when I went down there, Walt had just sold that tractor. Okay. Walt's health started going bad on him, and yep. uh, he. Uh, uh, that's one of the last memories I have. I was in Osmopole at Goodland, and uh, Walt was sitting over there in the stands on the track side, and I went over and talked to him. Boy, he was. Yeah, I could tell that that uh, it was he wasn't going to be with us long, and uh, he uh, he was well. That was a tough running tractor. You talk about a tractor needing another two or three hundred pounds on the front. That was one of them. And Jason, and, uh, that tractor went from uh, their Walt Roar there in Goodland, uh, Doug's hometown, and uh, then got sold into Eastern Nebraska to Frank Stander, and then is, is now the uh, lock and load tractor. I mean. I'm sure it's changed a little since the days, but that's that that thing originally come from Doug's hometown. Yeah, that's 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 a whole Walt Roar, Roar and Red. He called the tractor. Yeah, he was um, he was an international harvester dealer. Yes. Um, we had a guy ask a question: How long that Lyle Nelson pulled? Um, boy, Jim, to my memory, I think he was 82 or 83 when he made his last pass somewhere in that neighborhood. Yes, he was. Uh, I, I happened to, I was announcing the day, the night he did that. And, uh, okay. uh, he was, he was 82 years old. And, uh, you know, there's not a lot of us old guys. I'm going to be, I'm going to be 88 this, this summer. Holy smokes. And so it's, uh, yeah. Like the old guy said, you know, if you if you knew I was going to live this long, you took better care of yourself. But, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't change a thing in my life. Yeah, yeah, and then boy, later on, you uh you got around to several of our Colorado polls too. You announced there for several years as well, didn't you? Yeah, I did. You know, I I I could go full time then, and and I was enjoying it, and I had the motor home, and I had a had a trailer I pulled with a, with a, one of my straight rods in the back of that time was a 56 GMC pickup and uh, that was my one and I'd go out there sometimes I'd be gone a week 10 days and yeah. uh, uh, and we'd uh, 
buck up down there, Greg and I, the guy with it got the, well, I can't think of his last name, Greg from, got the twin, twin. Greg Urban. Greg Urban. We just yep. stayed, stayed together and we'd eat a little steak and, and sit there and talk about tractor pulling for two or three days, always laying around. And uh, there, there's another guy that could, uh, I, I would love to, I'd love to see a map of every place that man pulled. Oh yeah. You know, Greg, actually he pulled in Alaska. Uh, yeah. That's, I, 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 it still blows my mind. I, was he one of them that pulled in Hawaii as well? Yep. I think he went, to, I, he either went to Hawaii or he went to Australia and I think it was Hawaii. Oh, wow. Okay. That'd be a, that'd be a couple know, hard ones to check off on the list today, Jason. Yeah, there's yeah. – uh, well, of course, we talked about that. Greg and I talked about that today. You know, there's another guy that, that needs to be interviewed in Idaho, Colorado. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure – right? Gary Sporhays. Gary Sporhays. You know, I, I had a good talk with him today. And Jim, of all things, he doesn't want to be interviewed on camera. Really? That's because he's homely. He, he <laughs> <laughs> Could be. I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> nah, sure he's, yeah, he's, I think he's probably listening. My phone will be ringing shortly. <laughs> yes. I talked to him quite a bit on the phone. That's the one thing I have done, been able to do is stay in contact with a lot of uh, a lot of my old pulling buddies, uh, I have to give a lot of that credit to Facebook. We oh, found each great. other. Yeah. And uh, my old my old Steiger guys that I worked with. And, and uh, Donnie Bennett had to be one of those, wasn't he? Yes. Yes, he was, Donnie Bennett. Uh, Donnie Bennett, he's, that's another story. You know, the CEO of Steiger Tractor drove a uh, Mercedes car. That was part of his perks. Yeah. And of course, Donnie Bennett had money. I mean, he was uh, that family. They had money, and yeah. Don, they, and every year, they, uh, they this guy he got a new Mercedes. Bennett went up there and uh, found out that that car was for sale, and just he just bought it, just wrote a check and bought it. <laughs> that was they didn't think that. They thought maybe they was paying him too much. He could drive. He drove it on the territory. Huh. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't because he wanted to, because he could. He he had a he had some pretty darn neat pulling tractors himself. Because did he not own the pride of the farm? Yes, he did for a while. Yep. Yes, he did. Matter of and fact, then, I think he pulled that at Indy. Oh, really? I believe he did. I'd okay. have to have that come confirmed, but. Of course, Donnie's yeah. not among us anymore either. So I know, I know, and uh, and then later he had a forty-four thirty, I think, that burned up in uh, in the fire at Drussels. Yep. Yeah, there's another piece of work that Dressel. Yes. Jason, a, do you know do you know much about the Dressel influence in pulling? It's unbelievable. Well, I know. I mean, I, I I just think Dressel Rim. That would be the only thing I would recognize. He, that was uh, the first. Oh, that, that might have been the. 
Yeah, that might have been the first aluminum rims made. There's that, uh, it was on that Williams tractor, that 4010 out of eastern Colorado. There, I think there was one set earlier made by Lauren Pryor. Oh, Lauren Pryor, yeah. But they're, but they're very the good I think they worked yeah. together on some of that stuff. And uh, I, I got, I was blown away because I always knew about Drussel and, you know, some of the history from when he was, out, you know, out here because he was somewhat local to us. Uh, but if you get to talking, uh, Brian Connors, I had a really good talk with him the other day. And uh, Brian, his knowledge, he, he will attribute a lot of their success of getting kicked off to, to, to uh, Dressel, Doug Dressel. Uh, Doug, he was, he, you know, they had, a V8, they had a V8 tank that they pulled in. It had run well. Single yes. engine, but their tow rig was a Ford van with a V8 Cummins in it that they pulled out a flatbed trailer. And that yeah. thing had a it had a John Deere power shift transmission behind that what? behind that Cummins engine in that oh Ford van. I never did know how that worked, but but Doug Russell made it work. I'll be darned. Oh, he sounded like an interesting, interesting guy. And and he was well, out of uh, Garden City, Kansas? Garden right? City. I think, yeah, I think he's in Colorado Springs. No, that's the last I heard. Of course, Charlie's right. not among us anymore. Right, right. I, I, both him and Lauren, I think, retired over there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And, yeah, that's another interest. That Lauren Pryor was another guy that built a lot of stuff. He had a twin engine, two blown small blocks that, that run pretty hard. Yeah. And then he built the, well, you know, that Coors light sled that ran out here in Colorado forever. That that was his creation there, too. Motorized sled back oh, yeah. in the middle 80s. Well, that's, uh, you know, he brought that to, uh, to I think that was the first, that might have been, no, we had two sleds at Hildreth. But that was one of them. Yep. Yeah. The other one might have been that old dragon wagon of, of, uh, out of, oh. or the, out of Colorado. I don't remember the guy's name. Are you talking about the yellow sled or kind of? Yeah. That, no. There was a guy that was involved in Brule, Nebraska, with that sled. Okay. Well, you know, you talk about sleds. Yeah. The Nebraska owned a sled at one time. Oh, really? And it was, yeah. And then it was sold to a guy out southwestern Nebraska, and he took the box off and put a water tank on it. Oh boy! And uh, it had baffles in it, but <laughs> then he he had it fixed so that uh, I forget how he how he did that, but that way. He just emptied the tank when he got started going down the road. He didn't have to worry about scales or anything. Yeah, that's, that Bauer might that have was, to do that. New sleeping quarters. Did, oh boy! You, did you happen to see the reveal of the sled last night, Jim? No, I didn't. Uh-uh. Uh, one I, of the Bowers got a sled. He's got a, a Peterbilt with double sleepers on it. 320 inch wheelbase and then he's going to have a sled behind it it's quite an outfit 
Ain't nothing money won't buy. <laughs> it helps. That, Those are the, that Bauer has done more for sleds than anything anybody I've ever been around in the sled business. There's been a lot of good a, sleds. But this Bauer is, yeah, yeah. You, you think back at all the sleds that we pulled back in the day. I mean, even in the early, late 80s, early 90s, uh, it was a big change and a, and a necessary and good change. Yes, it was. Boy, those sleds, they were they were dangerous. That's all you can say about them. Well, especially and with they, the horsepower that was coming in those days. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not a I, – I, 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 when I was on the board, we – you know, they – when we went to uh, – started just getting ready to put on five and eight, five engines and, and doing that, and I, I – I spoke up and told them I didn't think we needed to do that. I said the sleds make the show. So they can make these tractors redundant. That's what they want is speed. I said all they gotta do is set the box different. And I said yes. we, we stay with three with three motors. I said if we start putting on four and five motors and six, I said there's gonna be tractors sitting in the shed and I said we're gonna lose a lot of pullers. But of course I was just a boy from out in the western part of the United States that nobody knew about, and yep. you know yep. what happened. But uh, yeah, that's, hey, we got a guy that asked another question, Jim. Uh, Want to know if you remember Kennard Legband? Oh yes, the Allison, Allison, yeah, Allison him, yeah, him and uh, him and Greg Urban traveled together a lot. Yes, and. Uh, uh, it's been several years back. I stopped at a convenience store someplace down in eastern Nebraska and run into his wife. She she recognized me. And, really? Uh, yeah. And that's then another guy that would run with that crew was at that time is a, uh, oh, what the hell is his name? He is from, uh, um, I, I, his name's going to, but he he had a he had a V eight he had a big block. Lived to see us from script. Lee Brosh. Yeah, there was one. Oh, that brings back a, a Lee Brosh and his dad with the big hat on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that the guy you were thinking of, or a different guy? No, that's a different guy. He was from West Point. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But Not Marv he was. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah. Lord. There's a, there'd, be a, there'd be another book. Yeah, he's uh, he lives in, in North Texas, north of Dallas. He's, uh, Jim, would you please tell the story about him picking you up at the Dallas Motor Speedway? <laughs> that was the helicopter. I was down there with my pickup, my GMC pickup. I qualified to go down to Dallas to the uh, – car show down there the good guys with my pickup and so i called marv and said i was coming and we'd try and get together and so we were down there and we had the motor home and we were parked on the south end of there there was and there's that huge parking lot where they park everybody during the races and marv called me and he wanted to know where i was parked and i told him and he said is there anything over in the southwest corner of that parking lot and i said no there's nobody within 100 yards of it 
He said, I'll be there in about a half an hour and pick you up. And he came in there with his helicopter and pick, picked us up and took us out for supper and brought us back. Next morning, this guy said, I don't know who you know, but he said, that's kind of impressive. Have somebody come in and pick you up. He said. <laughs> Jason, I don't know what kind last, of the last time I talked, I talked to Mar, he was supplying foreign armies with uh, refurbished Huey helicopters. Outstanding. I mean, that's, that's a, there were some characters involved yep. back then. Russ Dostal said, Allison Wonderland was the tractor's name. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That was and, leg bands. Yep. And Brian Fuhrer says Catman. I'm, I'm not sure, sure if that's sure he meant He's No, it was, it was Alice in Wonderland unless he changed it. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it said uh, leg band's wife's name was Sandra. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There's and, a. Uh, I got. Yes. I'm looking at a business card in front of me. Ludke's Eliminator, Jimmy Ludke. Jimmy Ludke came and saw me last last year, and uh, that was a big surprise. He called me and wanted to know how he got to my house, and uh, he pushed his dad Lloyd. Yeah, Lloyd was on the board with me, and and Jimmy wasn't very big then, because yeah. I was on the board in the, in the late seventies and early eighties. Yes. yes. And uh, but Jimmy is uh, he's he's I think he's got three sleds. I think he only uses one, but he's pretty much stays at home. He's uh, he's uh, he's got a little heavy, carries a little extra weight, but uh, we all do that. That's not a bad thing on the sled no <laughs> another uh, guy i talked to that nobody probably remembers but was a good friend of lloyd lucas is frank devries and he used to run the sled the eliminator sled yeah and uh, talked to him on the phone he's an old iron jockey he was a john deere salesman forever and ever and yeah. so of course my history is with case ih and uh, yeah. he uh He's he kind of always give me a lot of tells me things that I shouldn't be doing, but that's all right. But he, <laughs> what what about what about Leon Atkins? You got any stories from from him? The only one I've got is uh, I was at the oh shoot oh Jason, we might have lost him. I like it froze up. What's that, Jason? I had myself muted. Sorry. I've been playing some video from Hildreth, Nebraska, up there on the top above you, Greg. Uh, I'm yes. glad you said that because I went out to YouTube, but I don't know where Jim went. So Yeah. His screen definitely that. froze. So Yeah. Um, Jason, that Hildreth pull, I don't know. If, I mean, you can kind of see what was there. I mean, that thing was unstinking believable. Oh, yeah. When I was a little kid, it was some of my favorite memories because – you know, uh, we got exposed to all the guys, all the heavy hitters. Uh, got to see Gardner Stone run, and you know, I mean, there was. It was just like, I don't know. It was a perfect world for me. You know, little town in Nebraska, and all these big names come around. It was, it was great. Oh no! Look, the, and the crowd just packed on both sides. Oh, Jason, we 
we got a story. Uh, we stayed there one night. And, of course, you know, if you're going to stay there, that's it's a camping situation. And, I mean, my parents used to actually pack a tent. And we'd, uh, we'd sleep beside the trailer. And we woke up the next morning in Hildreth. And I kid you not, they were running down the street with a uh, front end loader scooping beer cans out of the street <laughs> of this little town. And they followed it up with a fire truck that was hosing off the walls from about six foot down. Wow. I mean, it was, <laughs> I think it could have rivaled some Bowling Green stories. I mean, I yep. was too young. I was, I was 12 years or 10 years old, you know? Yep. But I love it. I love it. Well, I have a feeling we're probably not going to get him back tonight, but, uh, when I talked to him, you know, at his age, and he would wanted to come on. That was exciting. We had to do it. The the stuff and, and things that he had seen over the years and been a part of. And it's also interesting to me to hear him talking about the uh, rules and limitations in 1979 and 1980. It's like uh, same stuff we talk about today at times, you know. Well, I'm glad that. I'm glad there's still people alive that can tell us those stories, you know, in the eighties and nineties. Cause that's really when I started following, you know, really caring about pulling was late eighties, early nineties. You know what I mean? It was fun. Yes. Yeah. Chuck Popropke said Hildreth was a whiny pull. I'm not sure what that means. He might. Yeah. Chuck, if you can expand on that, I'm curious because. Oh, awesome. He said, awesome. Awesome. Damn spell correct. There we go. Yep, yep. Yeah, it, it was phenomenal. That and the Nebraska State Fair at the time was was something else. And we had a lot of locals. That's where they would, uh, you know, see what they were worth up against the big boys. That was half the fun. Yep. So, well, uh, boy, Jason, I don't know if you want to – we talk just a little Heartland business and call we it a night? I mean, it's live with Lissetto. We can do whatever you want to do, so – Wow. You're the ringleader, man. But, no, I just I just push uh, the buttons. I just push the buttons. So that one one thing, and this isn't really Heartland related, but it was very cool to see the reveal of the sled last night. Yeah. Uh, also the, show, the amount uh, of people that watched that last night was insane. Really? I didn't yeah. I didn't see numbers, but it was uh you know, couldn't happen to a nicer couple that what they do for the outlaw family. Um uh, the thing that I think that Kevin doesn't get enough credit for is the way he builds tracks because uh, there's a comfort level with people coming to the polls that know that, you know, things are going to be handled and taken care of track-wise, let alone the sled. Yep. So, and to see him have his own deal and, you know, that that's going to be a good thing. Um, and the involvement with Case IH, you know, uh, honestly, uh, one benefit, and we'll you know, put on the – the Homer hat here for just a second Absolutely. Uh, with our, with our Heartland deal and, and outlaw, you know, the benefits, I picked up the phone today and talked to a marketing company in Illinois that is kind of the go between, between case IH and they work on the program. Uh, they're going to help us with some stuff, uh, maybe some flyers and different things. That's stuff that isn't easy to get people to do that you know, and to do a nice job. And that's something, that's some of the benefits that I'm looking forward to as we grow this thing together. Yep. You know, and, uh, and also with the live stream, you know, I think the, that's, that's the potential for us. What that proverbial next level 
is for us to expand on that live stream and get more eyeballs on the product. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good. I'm excited for it. It'll, like I said, I'm just, I haven't, I haven't been this pumped up in a long time about videoing and having fun and being yeah. able to show that awesome, just really take it to the next level. Yes. I'll just keep pushing. So all we can but, do. Yeah. Well, Jason, I, I don't know much else, you know, uh, as far as the schedule and stuff, I, we got our first pull in Bridgeport and then, yep. uh, you know, we're going to hit that. It's going to be our first trial out of the box with the live stream and, and several, several new additions, you know, for our Heartland region series. Uh, we'll be looking forward to doing that. Uh, and like I, and I talked to Jason on the phone, uh, just because we are a small group and that is who and what we are, we're going to do our best to put a professional, you know, video on it won't have all the bells and whistles you may have at the next level but you know we're gonna we're gonna do our best to keep working to get a good product out there well it always comes down to having enough people greg and you know that yes so. and that is a worry make no mistake because uh oh no it's a worry for me to ever have enough people you know boots on the ground day of the polls and stuff like that and but i will tell you i got a lot of exciting uh uh we got two guys and a girl and a bear that look like they're on board to do, do some promotional work from Wyoming. Yes. Where that goes, we don't know. It it's sounds gonna be fun. fun. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. Good, bad, or whatever. It should be interesting. It's going to be fun. Yes. It's gonna yeah. Be and fun. Hey, boy, you know, I uh, dropped a little bomb last night. ESPN two. Yeah. At Rock yeah, they, Valley. We've been talking to them for a couple months now. And, um, yep. So yeah, we're gonna film in Rock Valley, and then we have to have it edited. Our first draft in by Kurt. Kurt emailed Ron and I today. That Monday and Tuesday, right after, we're gonna put it together. I think, I think we're talking like maybe doing a highlight video, like maybe the top three of each of the classes we record. I don't yeah. want to do just one class. I'm I'm not the boss. Kurt's the boss, but I don't want to do just one class. I want to show the top two or top three of every class. So. If somebody, when they watch it, oh, they see trucks, they see tractors, they see mods, they see everything. So you Let's can engage the diesel, the diesel fan, the truck fan, the spark plug fan, and, and bring them all back to pulling. It's pretty pretty neat. So yes, yeah. ESPN's really excited. She's the gal we're talking to is from Illinois, um, but she obviously lives in Connecticut now. Uh, I'm yep. trying to get her to come to the Polish Championship just to watch next weekend as well. But um. Just having Kurt on board and his willingness to kind of do whatever it takes to pull something like this off has been really, really exciting. So to say that we're going to have a, to say we're going to have outlaw pulling on ESPN too, wow! So pretty well, cool. the thing I see with the outlaw leadership right now, and that's one reason that that I probably wanted to be on board is there's driven people. Very. There, there's a plan, and there is uh, you know guys are putting in the time and the effort to make this thing something special. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What are your promoters saying about being with Heartland? Now? I mean, with Heartland being part of Outlaws, what are some of the things you've heard? Well, it's it's different for me out here. Um, in my opinion, we, we do a lot of stuff with fairs. Okay. And I will tell you one of my goals, and it's been this way from day one in Heartland when we started in 2011. Um, if you talk to any fair board person, they're so busy, you know, at the end of the day, what they need is they need a block of entertainment. Yeah. They, if they can be hands off and, and not have a ton of requirements from them, yeah, it's a benefit yeah. to a fair. You know, so it's a little different animal. Um, we've had a very good relationship with promoters. Uh, you know, we've really 
if you look over the years, we've had a lot of repeat customers and that's what we're after. You know, yeah. I, uh, I will tell you a goal for me out here. And part of the reason I wanted to get hooked up with outlaw is we have our usual suspects and we need to bring some stuff in and it's not all the time, but we need to make sure that we don't get stale, yep. you know, so it's, it's important to get new pullers. Um, you know, and, and that's something that, that I think this is going to help us do. Uh, I know, just the other day, and this is another guest that I'm going to be working on getting on here. Is there's there is some uh, uh, trucks out of uh, Levent, Kansas, a little tiny town by Colby, that are phenomenal. Okay. Uh, father, father and daughter team. She just, I believe, last year was her first year, and uh, you know they're talking about coming to Bridgeport this year, which you know, good five hour, four hour drive, which would be thrilled to see them. Cause that's, that's one place we've, you know, we've needed some trucks. That's amazing. So that is amazing. Uh, this Dallas Todd's asking about an Are you talking about the Heartland announcer? Uh, who is your, Oh yeah. Greg, who is your announcer now for your polls? Uh, okay. Greg Ryan has done a majority of our polls out West. Uh, we will fill in with, uh, two to three different guys out East. But uh, Greg Ryan's, as far as I know, doing good. We had, I'll tell you, Jason, if you ever want to hear a story of, of uh, the chaos we deal with behind the scenes, <laughs> my announcer's wife got cancer last year in the middle of the season. Yeah. And it, it was just a blow. And, you know, he's been part of the family, per se, you know, and uh, he had to miss a pull on about two days' notice. And if that doesn't make you appreciate what those guys do and what they bring to the table, Yep. <laughs> it's not something for everybody. So, but Greg has done a phenomenal job for us for a long time. Good. And I tell you what, we worked with that Dale Bartels that is, that shows up here and he was top notch. Yep. Um, we got, we got a, we'll have a rookie on the Heartland season this year. We'll got one guy that's going to do, I believe Albion by the name of Ron Stone. We'll see, <laughs> we'll see if we can't get him up to speed. Yeah. He's, he's trainable. He's trainable. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So. Got it. Well, okay. I'm going to get ready. I'm interviewing Clint Metting tonight at 830. Um, he's got the same. Uh, normally, I go down to Nordheim, Texas for the Mayfee shootout for Clint's hometown yep. poll of Texas truck and tractor pullers. But the goal with the Polar's Championships is to get it as close to the season without getting into any, you know, national points races. And yes. um, so we moved it back a week and. Clint's still mad at me, so I told him I, I'd be really nice to him and give him some extra plus. <laughs> did, did it fall on his pole? Yeah. So he's been okay, giving well, me a hard time. So we, we're gonna keep working with Clint. I'll tell you what, that's uh that Texas group. That is one I would love to see. We got just a few little details that could be worked out, and I yeah, that I, would be a me, phenomenal yeah. addition. I'm hoping you're talking to him because it to me it only makes sense because a lot of there's a lot of the outlaw pullers down there anyway, and we yes. could you could do some really good co-sanction with some Heartland classes and a few outlaw classes, Greg, and put on some awesome shows. But well, but so. but to be honest with you, down there it doesn't even need to be Heartland. That Texas Tuck Truck and Tractor Pullers group is a strong enough well, group, no. and they've got some very yeah. nice iron. But yeah, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, well, no, some, no, TT, no, no. some TTPA, and then you could bring in a couple big outlaw classes. You know, like the two wheelers, and well, the two wheeler classes. I mean, obviously, we filmed it the other night. It was amazing. I think there's yeah, 17 of them or 12. Or and and that's numbers. what people don't talk about is right. we're used to seeing the Nelsons and Zydechecks and those guys come up here. But 
man, there's way more two wheelers yeah. down there than just them. A lot more. They can put on a phenomenal show. A lot more. So, yep. well, Don't yeah, we'll deal. keep keep trucking along, man. And Jason, I sure appreciate it. And, uh, I love doing this every Wednesday. Um, we'll be we'll here. Yep. I'm in a good mood today. Um, the, the consumer price index came out and mortgage rates went down a little bit. So I'm hoping they continue that trend. Um, just watching inflationary numbers with my real job with, with mortgage. So I'm excited you for that. use that a little bit in your world. Well, just because, I mean, if you bought a house during the COVID or refinance during COVID, you have a two or 3% interest rate. And if you're thinking of selling right now, you don't want to lose that rate, you know, and because no. we, we keep turning inventory. I have, I probably have 200 pre-approved buyers, you know, looking at houses and there's just not that many. You know it's what I mean? Yeah. So. Right, right. So, no, Wait, very good. If any of you're still watching and uh, I'm a mortgage lender and we can do yeah. well in every state but New York. That's what that's that's why I have that sign right behind me. So, yeah, give me a call. I love to helping everybody. So, all right. Well, man, I appreciate it, and appreciate I enjoyed having Jim. This on. has been a this has been a lot of fun. Ron's been happy with the show. Uh, Kurt Van Beek's been happy with the show. So you do a good job, and well, I love the guests I, that you bring on, and we'll keep I'll having fun. Them that we'll try to talk a little business with Heartland and some of that. I get stuck in the history because I, I just that's a. That's a thing that I love, man. I don't want to see that go away, and I want the stories told because. Well, I didn't do a good enough job of promoting that Jim was coming on tonight, and that's my fault. Because you, as oh. the show went on, no people were like, "Oh, Jim, boom, boom, boom." More people started clicking on when they realized Jim was on, so that's good. But it'll be there later, and I'll tell you what: at some point, I'm going to get a group of those guys on because there's a Gary Sporhays that was uh, an absolute character. He was nationally sponsored with Jolly Rancher candy back in the in the in the eighties. I mean it. It's some, it was some neat stuff, Jason, and I think it, you know, adds value to. I mean, it's it's where we were, you know, and yeah. there, uh, it wasn't all just, you know, hillbilly stuff back in the day. There was some neat stuff. Gotcha. I love so, it. Very good. It. All right, buddy. Have a good night. You too. Thank you. Thanks for watching, everybody. Live with the Seno. Dun dun dun. <laughs>